Welcome back to another episode of the Most Delicious Live podcast. As always, you are joined by me, your host, Hannah Issel, and I am so excited for this episode, just like I'm excited for every single episode that we do. But today I have done something a little bit different. I have compiled a list of six points that I want to share with you guys that are the uncomfortable truths we all need to hear about growth. Um, And these are some points that I've been thinking about for a little while now. They come from my own learnings of getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And they're things that I really, really want to share with you guys. And honestly, I could do individual podcast episodes on every single one of these topics. But I thought, how much more fun and palatable there um, than to just do it all in one. So that's what we are going to do. But I want to give you guys a quick little update on how my life has been going because, oh my goodness, we have been freaking busy. So last week I did not record at all because I recorded with Ruby on the Friday from the previous week. But last Sunday, I actually decided to go back home. So for those of you who do not know, I am from Victoria. I am living in Queensland and I actually have not been home since September, which is such a freaking long time. So last time I went home was again, a spontaneous trip. Me and my boy friend did for my birthday. It was like a week and a half before my birthday. We canceled my birthday plans in Queensland and we were like, fuck it. Let's go. Let's go back to Vic. Let's go back home. Well, this time something similar happened. My aunt was over visiting from the UK. It was obviously Mother's Day on Sunday and my grandparents were going to be there and everyone was just going to be together. And I was like, I do not want to miss out on this. So literally on Sunday, booked flights for Thursday through to Saturday. It was a very, very quick trip, but it was so much fun fun. It was so worth it. I got to spend so much time with my family. It was amazing. I got to catch up with two of my girlfriends, which was freaking awesome. And it was just a great time, guys. It was sunny in Victoria, which I feel like, you know, us Queenslanders are struggling with a little bit um, at the moment because it has been very overcast. Um, My boyfriend actually showed me a picture of our apartment when the sun was shining last night. And he's like, do you even remember what this place looked like when it was sunny? I was like, not really, because it's been God, like over a week, I feel like. But I know the sunshine will be coming back. so do not stress, guys, do not stress. But how have you all been? I hope that you've all been um, really just vibing. I hope that you've been cruising along. I hope that you've been crushing your fitness, your health goals, and just continuously moving forwards. Because it's obviously not about going balls to the wall every single day. But as long as you're always moving forward, I feel like you can't fucking complain. Like you can't complain if you're always taking a step in the right direction. Other than that, really nothing else has changed. Um, I'm still in my book era. I'm still reading lots. I'm still drinking lots of tea. Um, I actually finished a book when I got back home from Victoria and I'm onto a new one. And guys, it's so shit. <laughs> oh my goodness. It is not a book that I'm vibing with. I It feels like a fever dream. It is just very, very confusing and not because 
and, and I think it's confusing because it's actually not written intelligently. But <laughs> I did set my goal, um, set myself a goal at the start of this year that whatever book I start, I will finish. So I'm trying to just plow through this book. And obviously this isn't a goal that I recommend to everybody. You know, a lot of people, if you're not enjoying a book, stop reading it. Because if it's actually just going to make you avoid reading, then it's not it's not serving its purpose. But I'm just trying to smash through it, get it done so I can move on to something better. So again, as always, if you guys have book recommendations, send, send them my way. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm in a silly, goofy, mellow mood. So let's just get straight into this episode because like I said, I'm so excited. So we have six tips or actually we have six uncomfortable truths you need to hear to grow. And I'm just going to dive straight into it. So number one is stop waiting until you're ready because you will never be ready. And I'm sure you've heard this all before. I'm sure you've heard it a million times and, you know, keep an open mind because with all of these tips, you've probably heard it before somewhere. But something that um, my coach always says is that just because you've heard it before doesn't mean that it came at you at the right time. You know, you might need to hear something that your mum said to you your entire life, but all you need to do is hear it from a friend. And then you're like, oh wait, yeah, wow, that really lands. I hear that. So I really want you guys to keep that kind of open mind when hearing these uncomfortable truths that just because you've heard them before doesn't mean that you've actually heard them before. So back to stop waiting until you're ready because you will never be ready. You know, you will waste a lifetime waiting to be ready. And the harsh reality is, is that people do waste lifetimes waiting to be ready. You know, waiting to go on that overseas trip, waiting to shoot their shot with that person, waiting to start their fitness journey, waiting to change career paths, be educated enough. You know, they're always, always, always waiting. And something that I've been hearing a lot lately is the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. And what you get to do with that is you get to apply that to yourself. So with anything, the best time to start was yesterday. The second best time to start is today, you know, because a lot of people will always complain, oh, I should have started sooner. I wish I started sooner. Oh, if I'd started when I originally wanted to start, then I would be so far, so, so much more far ahead. And it's like, yes, that's true. But you know what is also true? That you didn't start when you originally wanted to start. And now here we are today, just talking about starting once again, when all you've actually got to do is go get off your butt and go do the thing. Go leave your job. Go ask that person on a date. Go buy yourself a new car instead of just looking at the $15,000 in your bank account, right? Actually go and take some bloody action. The people you look up to who are doing lots of things, they are the ones who actually dared to dream. And they took action and they made something happen with those dreams. You know what they did? They, they embraced being brave. They embraced their fears and they prioritized happiness and living in the moment. And something else I've always asked you guys to hold for me is duality. Because right now I'm talking about living in the moment and doing something today Whereas a lot of the time I will talk about doing something today for yourself tomorrow. And while that's also true, I think actually living in the moment and doing something for your now self as well is just as true as doing something for your tomorrow self. 
And I was actually speaking to a client recently about wearing a sports bra in the gym because um, her, her eyes were darting all around in the mirror. And I said, go, like, look at yourself in the mirror when you're doing this exercise. And she goes, oh, it makes me uncomfortable. It's kind of boring. And I, I said to her, I was like, well, if you wore a sports bra, we'd get to look at your beautiful muscles. And she said, you know, I'm not ready for that. That makes me too nervous. And let me just put on the record. I fucking respect that so much. I respect that so much that she's not ready to push herself into that realm yet. But, you know, what I wanted to bring to her attention is, okay, we're not comfortable and we're not ready to wear just a sports bra yet, but what's the marker for feeling ready? And, you know, she actually didn't have an answer. She didn't know what the marker was. She just kind of feels like she'll know. And again, I respect that because I've been that person. But I think it's also really crucial to realize that, oh, actually, there isn't a marker. Actually, how am I going to know when I'm ready to wear just the sports bra? And something that we spoke about is that it's not actually the fear of not wearing the T-shirt. It's not actually the fear of wearing the sports bra and being exposed. It's the fear of the thought of not wearing a t-shirt because that's the unknown. So while we can't say it's got nothing to do with wearing the sports bra and actually being exposed in the gym, obviously it's got stuff to do with that. It's got stuff to do with your self-esteem and the way that you know you perceive yourself. But what you need to realize that actually more so, it's purely the fear of the unknown. It's the fear of not knowing what the consequence is going to be because you feel safe wearing the t-shirt because number one, yes, it covers your body up, but number two, you've worn the t-shirt before. It's like if you always wore a jumper to the gym and then for the first time you took that jumper off to wear your t-shirt. That could also feel scary because you've never not worn a jumper. It's the unknown that we're actually fearful of. So first point, guys, stop waiting until you're ready. You're never going to be ready. You will literally die sitting on the couch waiting to be ready. Point number two, you decide how you show up every single day. And you hear this a lot. You hear this a lot. You need to show up for yourself. You need to do this. You need to do that. You control how you show up. But what is actually showing up every day? What is actually showing up for yourself? And what I believe showing up for yourself is, is it is making the commitment to becoming the best version of yourself. And now that the best version of yourself, that gets to be individual. That's something that I cannot tell you what that is. No list of dot points can tell you what that is because being the best version of yourself is dictated by you because what's the best version of yourself for you is going to be completely different for what's the best version of myself, like of, of yourself for me. And I even want to say in your own personal growth journey, it's going to be different because me showing up as the best version of myself five years ago is completely fucking different to me showing up as the best version of myself today. We are, we are different people. Myself five years ago and myself today, completely fucking different people. So you can't even pull on, you know, oh, last time I was in the gym and on my fitness journey a year and a half ago, this is what I used to do. It's actually not going to hold up in court anymore. And you need to actually have some new and unique thoughts and dictate who you want to be now today. So this is done through intentional production creating and consumption. All of those things. So intentional production, intentional creation, intentional consumption. And what that means is 
making and creating and doing intentional things every single day to show up as that best version of yourself. So that might be getting 10,000 steps. That might be going to the gym five or four days a week. You know, that might be drinking your water every single day. That could be waking up to your first alarm and not clicking snooze. It could be that you eat breakfast before you have coffee. It could be that you brush your teeth. You know, what does the best version of yourself do? What do they act? Then we're looking at creating. So think about like, you know, your education and what you're putting out to the world. Because it's not just creation in terms of like Instagram content, you know, it's creating, you know, thoughts. It's creating new directions. What are you bringing to your relationships? What are you cultivating and creating in those relationships? You know, how are you deepening them? And then it's the consumption. So consumption of social media, consumption of conversations that you have at work, consumption of every single external stimulus that you come across throughout the day. What are you allowing in and what are you kicking out? You know, when you go on your Instagram, do you actually remove people when they come up and you don't feel aligned to their content? Do you use the don't show me this type of um, video uh button thing on TikTok, you know, or do you allow yourself to just see those, those posts and those videos and let it make you feel angry or let it make you feel shit and then try and get on with your day, even though now you've been negatively influenced. Where do you take control in deciding how you show up? Because so often we just allow our external factors to control how we show up. You know, are you reading the book like you said you would be reading or are you actually scrolling on your phone for 20 minutes before, before sitting down to read your book because you felt uncomfortable because reading your book actually felt like you were being unproductive. But when you got on your phone, you got these massive hits of dopamine. So you actually felt really productive from, from the scrolling. It's really easy to say that you showed up because you went to the gym twice in a week and you drank two liters of water three out of seven days. But is that actually good enough for you? Is that actually holding you to the standard that you think is of the person that you want to be? It's always going to be a harsh truth and a harsh reality asking yourself these questions because it's going to show you the worst parts of yourself that you're trying to pretend don't exist. But as soon as you acknowledge that they exist, as soon as you acknowledge that they are there, those, those ugly parts, those negative parts, those parts that you don't like, you get to change them. You get to start acting and behaving and creating and cultivating differently. So you decide how you show up every single day. And now we're moving on to point three, which is saying no is empowering. Saying no is empowering. Saying no does not make you a bitch. It does not make you an asshole. It does not make you, you know, this awful boundary setting monster. It actually gives you so much power and it makes you a better fucking person. Because when we don't say no, when we're yes people, we become resentful to the life that we're living. And remember, we're the ones who sh- <laughs> we're the ones who get to decide how we show up. We're the ones who are cultivating that story. You are the story writer. You are also the main character and you are also the narrator. When you learn to get comfortable with saying no, you won't resent the people in your life nearly as much. And you won't resent your responsibilities and your obligations nearly as much, you know? So it's not actually about saying no and then giving your list of reasons why. It's not about saying no and then going, oh, because this and this and this and this. 
Again, that's just another coping mechanism because you're not comfortable with your own decisions and taking control. So scrap the I'm uh, the the no, I'm sorry, blah 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 blah. You need to own the fact that you just said no. And here are a couple reasons as to why you need to get comfortable with saying no. Number one is because saying no puts you in control of your life. Refer back to point two of this podcast. Um, <laughs> you are affirming your control of the ship. You know, you're the fucking captain and you're not allowing anybody else to dictate this. If you go out to the pub and, you know, you say, I'm not going to drink tonight. And then your friend goes, oh, come on, you can have a drink. And you go, okay, yes. Who was in control in that situation? Was it you? And you took control because you changed your mind and you're allowed to change your mind? Or was it your friend who just peer pressured you into having just one drink? You know, reason number two as to why you should get comfortable with saying no is because no helps you learn your limits. When you're constantly falling into saying yes, it can really disconnect you from your moral compass. What's actually important to you might not be important to your partner, might not be important to your friends. But if going for an afternoon walk is important to you, but not your partner, it doesn't really matter. It's not about your partner, it's about you. Go for your afternoon walk, you know? What are you willing to sacrifice just because it doesn't appease somebody else? Number three, saying no shows others what your limits are. You're setting boundaries without actually having to have the shitty, boring boundary conversation. You know, by saying no to things, people are going to learn what you're okay with and what you're not okay with, especially in things like relationships. Well, for example, the other night I was at a friend's housewarming party and because I've, you know, said no to drinking quite for, for quite some time, a lot of the events we go to, I'll be sober or, you know, my friends just catch on pretty quickly if, if I'm going sober to an event. A friend came up to me and just offered me a, a, a virgin cocktail. Like it wasn't even a question because she knew my boundary because I've said no enough times that she knows my boundary. And instead of offering me the alcoholic version straight away, she actually gave me all the power by offering me the, the mocktail. And that is reason number three of why you need to learn to say no. Reason number four is that no makes you stronger. Like when you say no to shit you fucking hate doing, does that not feel empowering? When somebody has been pushing you to do something or, you know, for quite some time, you always say yes to covering that shift at work and you finally said no, does that not make you feel fucking amazing? And then my last point is no gives you time to say yes to the right things. So when you're always saying yes, you actually become really foggy of, you know, what your obligations are. And then you end up resenting the people and the things around you. Just like I said at the start of this point. Because learning to say no isn't so you can say no all the time. And I actually work with a lot of my clients to actually get them to say yes in certain situations because you might be really fucking good at saying no in the gym. You might be really fucking good at saying no to yourself around your health and around your goals and around what your abilities are. But you might be awful at saying no to your friends. You might be awful at saying no to your work. And they are the places that it stings the most because they're the places that you feel the least in control. Control. All right, uncomfortable truth number four your confidence should not come from external validation. I know we've heard it a million fucking times and we're gonna hear it a million more. 
because getting your validation externally, it starts young, you know, when you're looking at your parents to make sure you're doing things right. It's how you learn. It's how you develop skills to become a regular functioning person in society, right? It's how you learn to be your own person. So this is extremely normal that so many people get validation externally. But the problem develops when you stop actually listening to your internal voice saying you're doing a good job and you only turn to people like your parents, like your teachers, like your friends for that pat on the back. So what can we do to boost our own confidence and give ourselves that internal validation? How do we learn to tell ourselves that we're doing a good job and that we don't need to look at social media to make sure somebody else is doing something similar to go, tick, yup, I'm doing this right. So my point number one is practice self-love with using kindness. A lot of people think self-love is self-care, but actually self-love is using positive language, using positive reinforcements. So imagine or say, for example, you do still need external validation to make sure that you're doing it okay. And let's use you're in a PT um a PT session for the example. So what I would do in this case to practice this self-love, instead of turning to your PT after you do the exercise and looking at them for validation, looking at them for, yes, that was a good job, internally in your head, say that was a really good squat, for example. Or go one step further before you turn to your before you turn to your PT and ask them to validate you, validate yourself to them. You finish that rep, you finish that squat, turn to your personal trainer and go, I think that was really good. What do you think? Lead the conversation, take control, let them know what you were thinking. And it doesn't mean that you think that was the best squat you've ever done and blah, 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 blah. It could literally just be that you felt like it moved really well. Why can't you say that? Why can't you celebrate it? Why can't you validate yourself in that type of scenario? My next point is reflect on how far you've come. So often we get caught up, caught up in how much further is still to go and we forget to literally just look at how far we've come, you know, the changes that we've already made. Accept your feelings without judgment. Negative feelings are fucking normal and they don't instantly mean you're doing something wrong. Oh my goodness, as soon as anybody feels negatively about themselves or about something else or about their efforts, we instantly go, oh, I'm wrong, I'm bad, I'm shit, I'm this, I'm that. Why is it always I'm blah, blah, blah? Like, why is it always I'm bad, I'm wrong? Why can't it just be, oh, I have these negative feelings, but I'm going to allow them to be there without judgment because judgment's actually the thing that's causing me to feel so dysregulated. Use your values as a guide. If you don't know your values, go onto Pinterest, type in values, Brené Brown, and look at the picture that comes up. Pick your top 10 values. And I say this a lot. Your value, for instance, don't think about what your value is to do with other people. Because a lot of people will go, honesty is a value of mine. Trust is a value of mine. Family is a value of mine. And all those things can be true. But are they actually you as a person? Are they actually your top 10 values? You know, independence might be in your top 10 values, right? Health might be in your top 10 values. Um, What else friggin' is there? Confidence might be in your top 10 values. Just because you value family and you want family and you love your family doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to be in your top 10. 
if you're currently trying for a family, then sure, maybe it's going to be in your top 10. That's a completely different circumstance. But let your values guide you. Look at your strengths. Stop looking at what you can and can't do. Literally just look at what you can do. Look at your strengths. What are you good at? Where does your power come from? How do you create meaningful impact? Practice reframing negative thoughts. So when those negative thoughts come in, don't just let them ruminate. Don't just let them sit there. Actually rewire them and say something kind. And then lastly for this section is take a fucking social media break. Take a social media break. It never hurt anybody. It never killed anybody to go offline for a day, for two days, for three days. It really didn't. Go camping and go somewhere that has no phone service. It's going to be the best thing that ever happens to you. But taking a break off social media is going to allow you to create this disconnect of needing that external validation, that like, that um, confirmation that you're doing something similar to somebody else, all the rest. So that is my number four point, guys. Your confidence should not come from external validation. Number five, we are getting close to the end. You are allowed to outgrow people. And I love this. I love, 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 love this. And I think if you can outgrow skinny jeans, you can outgrow people. And I don't mean physically outgrow your skinny jeans. I just mean because everyone's wearing baggy jeans again. So if you can outgrow a fashion taste, if you can outgrow a style of clothing because, oh, that's not cool anymore and I'm not into that anymore, well, then absolutely you can outgrow people because people change as quickly and as slowly as fashion trends. You know, are you interested in the same things that you were t- 10 years ago? And the answer is probably no. So how can you expect yourself to feel that same way now that you're 20? And how can you expect the people who were your friends when you were 10 years old to have all developed the same way to to now being in their 20s? Something else that I think is really crucial when thinking about how you're allowed to outgrow people is that not everybody wants to see you thrive. And that's really fucking painful to hear and to think that, oh, people who are in quotes my friends or even were once my friends don't want to see me thrive. But it's true. It is true. Not everybody wants to see you thrive because either it hurts their own ego if they're not thriving as much as you, or they want you to thrive in a different way to that what you want to thrive in. They want you to stay in this box. They want you to stay the same where they know you, where they're comfortable and where you're not dragging them along for this um, this incredible ride. But if you're listening to this podcast, I, I already know that you want to grow fucking 10 times more than you already have in your life. You want to continue changing. You want to continue having this ambition to show up as your best version of yourself. And not everybody's going to be there for that journey with you. We talk about leaving friendships a lot because it's a real thing. You actually do need to leave some of your friendships. I'm not saying all of them, and I'm not saying that you're never going to see those people again, but you need to understand that not everybody's going to be able to support you and stay with you through the entirety of your life's journey. And guys, number six of the uncomfortable truths you need to hear to grow is your problems aren't unique. And I say this to my clients so often. I'm imagining so many of them rolling their eyes right now or having a laugh to themselves because a lot of the time I will tell my clients that 
they're not special. <laughs> and that's not to be an asshole, but that's just to put it into reality that their problems aren't special. Their problems aren't unique. If you're feeling insecure in the gym, somebody else has felt insecure in the gym. If you're worried that somebody else is watching you do that exercise and judging you, somebody else has felt that exact same way. If you're afraid of wearing a sports bra because, oh my gosh, I've got a bit of stomach fat, I can guarantee everybody else in that gym who's wearing a sports bra has probably felt that in the past at some point. You know, we are all dealing with the same problems. Not at the same time, but we're all dealing with the same problems, you know, knowing that your problems are the same is how you don't get stuck feeling sorry for yourself. And I'm not saying that we can't have moments of feeling sorry for ourselves, but how often do you get bogged down in a negative cycle of woe is me? And then how do you actually get yourself out of that? A lot of the time it's realizing that you're not alone. You know, your problems are actually just something that you have to process and deal with. It's not something that you get to run away from. It's not something that has to mean that the world is ending and it's a catastrophe. It's just a process that you have to deal with. So when you are feeling alone because, you know, you've got this new problem and you feel like nobody else has ever experienced it, do you actually communicate with the people around you about your problems? Do you actually ask others about their own problems and their experiences and how they worked through those things, how they processed and dealt with their issues? Or do you just sit in your own little box and feel sorry for yourself and go, I'm the only person in the world who's ever felt insecure in the gym and no one else is going to understand? Feeling like nobody else is ever going to understand your problem is literally just a one-way ticket to feeling isolated as fuck. So, Everyone looks great on the outside, but when you actually start talking, people aren't happy at their jobs. People, you know, are feeling insecure because their jeans are tighter this winter. Someone's dog's just passed away or someone just got ghosted and now they feel like shit and when am I ever going to find a partner? When you actually start talking to people, when you actually start cultivating deep, real connections, you realize, oh, hey, actually... We're kind of going through the same thing. And now this isn't about trauma bonding, but this is about realizing that you're not so alone as you once perceived yourself to feel in this world. And guys, they are my six uncomfortable truths that we all need to hear to grow. I really hope that something here has resonated with you. If there was a particular dot point um, that really hit you in the feels, that really kind of gave you that smack or that wake up call, please slide into my fucking DMs and let me know. This episode has been so much fun. And if you enjoy these type of episodes, please let me know because I would be so happy to record more like these. But Do not forget, as always, to hit the subscribe button if you are not following the Most Delicious Life potty already. And as always, it would absolutely mean the world to me and just help the growth of this little podcast so much if you did share this episode on your Instagram stories, if you loved it. And lastly, don't forget to rate this podcast on Spotify or you can rate and review it on Apple Podcast. But thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Most Delicious Life podcast. I will see you guys next week. Bye.